Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 309. I'm sure I checked. (laughs) We don't have Mike this evening, presumably because Mike recorded on Thursday. He said that myself and my guest could do it. And this is the first time guest, but someone, to be honest with you, at this point, I probably know through either Galactic Water Cooler or Sci-Fi Dig. We go back to Sci-Fi Dig. We go back to Sci-Fi Dig. That's fair enough. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello, this is Matthew. Would you like anything else? Your exposure to Stargate, your interest in the show, aside from me sort of pouncing on you and going, please record this. Tie that back again to Sci-Fi Dig. I'm a sci-fi fan, geek, nerd, whatever whatever label you want to use, it probably applies. I was a diehard viewer, not when it was on television, but uh, later on when it was more readily available on the internet. Uh, yes, the internet. SG-1 was a phenomenal series. Uh, we got into Atlantis a couple seasons after it got off the ground and found it was also a, a really fun ride and uh, the opportunity to, uh, to revisit some of this and talk about it. It seemed like a really great opportunity. I note a conspicuous absence in your uh, love in there. Were you one of those that lost patience with Universe before it became good? No, I didn't get into Universe until it was already cancelled, and I really, really enjoyed it. At the time I was watching it, it was one of one of my favorite shows, but I stopped watching before it ended because I was enjoying it too much to have it end in a cliffhanger. I don't know that it ended in a cliffhanger, but we don't spoil beyond the episode that we're recording, and that's something I established back in Season 2. Oh, I won't say anything <laughs> further than that. I will say that I would speculate that the reason Universe Season 2 hasn't been released on Blu-ray is the RIAA. No. Because they used, it was the only Stargate show to use extensively contemporary music. It's like uh, the show WKRP in Cincinnati has never really had a proper DVD release. Yeah. Because they played a ton of contemporary music and the RIAA wanted to sign amounts of money for it. There were issues with re-releases of Supernatural for that reason, too. Uh, something I'm going to mention again, whether he decides to include it or not. You have, I presume, heard of Aaron Sorkin? Yes. A friend kindly lent me Studio 60 live on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you mentioned that the other day, but please do go on. Which is the only Sorkin I haven't seen. It's, I mean, the format is basically Saturday Night Live, a sketch show, but it's got the guy, I think his name was Josh in... Doris Wing. He's the guy that used to scream Donna. Yeah. He plays a character called Danny Tripp. And also, there's Matthew Perry, who is absolutely in no fashion even vaguely similar to Chandler. No. Actors usually aren't like their characters. Yes, but this was in 2007, so he wasn't long off Friends. Because that ran for a good 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been quite reasonable. But the actor you were talking about was Bradley Whitford. Thank you. I even watched two and a half seasons of Scandal because Joshua Molina was in it. Okay. The guy that played Will, the guy, they're basically the extremely Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Perry did actually appear briefly in the West Wing. Uh, yeah, one or two episodes. He had some good lines, though. He turns to CJ. CJ, you've just met me. It usually takes people at least 15 minutes to hate me and everything I stand for. <laughs> Sorkin's liberal views are even less utterly expressed in Newsroom. Yeah, I've seen only pieces of that, but it does come across rather strong there. Yes. Jeff Daniels, quite stunning performance as a dramatic actor considering his history of comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A number of times, comic actors cast in serious roles, and uh, one of the most key elements of being a successful comedian is timing, 
And that translates very well into dramatic performance. I'll leave my Sorkin loving on this one. Then. <laughs> Jeff Daniels' character, I presume one of the parts you've seen of Newsroom is the opening five minutes. Yeah. Why America isn't great. Yeah. And I would imagine the facts are accurate at the time. Sorkin strikes me as someone that does a lot of research. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does his homework. I'm a registered Republican. People assume I'm a Democrat because I believe hurricanes are caused by air pressure, not gay marriage. And I realised, okay, he's not being subtle here. No. Although, what I'm focusing on and current on is the triplicate of Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I think I mentioned the other day we're, we're only partially caught up with Flash and Arrow because we view those through Netflix. So mm-hmm. we only get what is available at this point. You only get what you give, as it were. You remind me of a quote from a stereophonic song. Anything I can contribute. Indeed. Tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Brent Barrett. I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. The Viewer's Guide to Genre Television. Welcome, everyone, to a special Supernatural-focused bonus Hello, everyone, show. and welcome to The Fae Files, a family of podcasts for the genre-loving television viewer. Welcome to Saturday Bee Movie Reel. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Study welcome Group. Welcome to the top genre characters of all time countdown. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 3. Find us at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. Yes, I contacted Mike yesterday and said, could you do me a small favour? Could you give me a subtitled rip of Vegas? Subtitled purely because you need to be able to see what they're saying, because if the sound is up loud enough for you to hear it clearly, you're going to be distracted from saying anything. Yeah. (laughs) You don't interrupt them. Oh, no, that would be rude. Having recently relearned one that someone shamefully pointed out that I'd forgotten, do you have a language preference for the countdown? No, I don't. As long as you tell me what number we're starting at. I count down in a given language, and then I say clicky. All right. And as usual, we are watching, uh, this is something that Mike says, so I should say this, we're watching the the PAL version of the DVD, which is why we have to share it, because the NTSC format has a different frame rate, and you're about 3% off, and by the time you're 10 minutes in, you're your entire seconds behind, and it can get very confusing. Runtime is 44 minutes and 29 seconds. If you want to follow along, we're currently at a black screen. And if everyone is ready, today's countdown, purely because I'm feeling nostalgic for it and the fact that I'm going back there in two and a half weeks, will be in Suomi, which is the language's own name for itself. English-speaking people refer to it as Finnish. All right. Okay, just before we start, the audio for this recording turned out to be pretty bad. Unfortunately, a lot of what Matthew talked about didn't actually get recorded proper. Apologies. Okay then, Alan. Please do your countdown. Call me. Coxie. Oopsie. Clicky. And a blinding light opening. With vultures, presumably. And is it just me or does that look like a child's drawing of a house? Yeah, a weird little parallelogram. Mm. The parallelograms have four sides, that had six. So this is where we see, that's a nice vehicle, and I'm sure Mike would have researched which one it is. My wife could tell us, but uh, she's not in the room. <laughs> Detective Shepard. Detective Shepard. Come on, John, I'm breaking this with or without you. What's she doing here? Is this victim related to the others? If we have a serial killer on our hands, people have a right to know. Uh, what? And you're sort of going, wait, what? 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 
five because this is the penultimate episode. Yeah, and this is this is season five, episode nineteen. Why are why are we out in the desert? Got tire tracks leading from the road. Based on size, treadwear, and sped, we're probably talking an older model pickup. Yeah, this was a little. Yeah, we've got so many twists and turns. Yeah, we got radiator fluid down here. Looks like the vehicle has a leak. Hmm. Yeah, you said standing there going, okay, that's John. Oh. Pretty much the same as the other seven. Same chest, one. Yeah. Ooh. I thought I'd seen everything. That's, uh, that looked expensive. And surprisingly gruesome. Yeah, that moment was very remnant of the CSI. Is he going to... It was, but he didn't actually take the glasses off. Okay. So, Stargate Atlantis. Season 5, episode 19. Vegas. And this is my attempt at research, Bunny Bit. Written by... Director by Robert C. Cooper... Written by Brad Wright and Robert C. Cooper. I do not have times of broadcast. What I do have an amazingly long list of is TV episodes with the same title. Robin Big, Tripping Out with Alan George, The Cardot Black Crew, I Beat You, Trash to Cash with John Darista, My First Home, Easterless, Roseanne, Tracy Takes On, Compromising Situations, Glad's Weekend Getaways, Malcolm in the Middle, Extreme, Unique Eats, and there was also a TV series called Vegas, several of them. When everybody goes to Vegas, Joe had to as well. I didn't. And we're back. That could well be stock footage. Probably, and, and, and again, that goes back to the camera shots they're doing now. City View, it's all very CS. Yeah, and that looks like... Hmm. Thomas Crane, reported missing three days ago, 39 years old. You think this guy was 39? That's our lovely Jewel State. And Chris Heidel co-stars. Uh, co yeah. Guest, obviously. The other victims? In the same chest wound. That same bizarre aging. I read the other autopsy. Ah, Gary Jones. Oh, yes. We're not dealing with a contagion. I have no idea who Steve Sherpa is. He is an American actor, best known for his role on Sopranos, recently been in Blue Bloods. When I'm done. It's a shame she's wearing a face mask. Did you say your name was again? But that style, the sort of bags under the eyes, the subdued lighting, the severe eyeshadow. A bit of a change. Were you going somewhere with that? Hmm. She looks weird with eyeshadow. <laughs> I guess I'm flattered. As far as protocol goes, I've been assigned this autopsy, and if you have a problem with that, I'm sure there are other people you should be talking to about it. Well, I already did. Maybe someone feels the need for some fresh eyes on the case. It should have just replaced me. And again, Mike would know this location because he'd listened to Tom Got a bunch of bodies being dumped in the desert, and it looks like all the life's been sucked out of them. You really think that's possible? I don't know where you're from, but out here anything's possible. The music for this also stands out in comparison to the rest of the show. 
Oh yeah, that, that sort of a uh, banjo-y yeah. style. Definitely a filter on that. Yeah. No, it's not gonna come back to you, I promise. Now that's very CSI. We're back into the black theme of night and the look there. Looking out over, I guess. And this is also very... Someone throwing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not well, is he? Probably have better days. Hmm. Hi. Oh dear. Yeah. I don't know. I told you they said it was a virus or something, probably food poisoning. You should see the, the place they've got me at. Not exactly Bellagio. Yeah, I, I'm not sure you're going to see your significant other again. Ask the question why he's not taking himself to the hospital. My nose is bleeding again. I better go. Yeah, I will. Love you too. Because it's the American medical system. He's traveling on business. He probably has good insurance. Hmm. Why do I suspect that the person next door is Ronan? Um. On those hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Weird sort of zoom and hand shot. Ah, Robert. Mr. Wolsey, Dr. Wolsey. I'm assuming Robert's the, uh, uh, probably Agent Wolsey. Yeah, that would make sense. This is Agent Wolsey, FBI. Nice to meet you. Yep, there he goes. FBI. This case moved jurisdiction? Mm hmm. Not yet. I'm not at liberty to discuss our interests at this time, but I appreciate your cooperation. Mm -hmm. I got nothing. I'm surprised at that, Detective. The victims are turning up much more frequently. This is obviously a progression. First few bodies were buried. We only found them because coyotes dragged one onto the 564. Please proceed. Yeah, but I, I'm just waiting for the... Is that a Blackberry? That's a Blackberry. So it's a little bit dated. There's no signs of radioactive... Um... What do you call it? Isotopes. I assume because there weren't any found. Uh. Uh-oh. Business to attempt to? Yeah. There were on the first seven. Where are you going? Gotta go see a nurse. Well, this guy was seen yesterday. A nurse. I'm intrigued. Oh, he's not a town or at a motel. Church should say. We should know her, shouldn't we? He looks familiar. Um, I can't think from where. Hmm. Just Any other appearances? Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel shame that I haven't done the research for anything. There's an extensive filmography. Nothing that really stands out. Hey, look, if he really was exposed, it could be serious. I'll track him down. Um, do you want me to take a look at that eye, John? I didn't say it wrong with his eye. There's a cut. Yeah, but... This is her one appearance in Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she had one appearance in SG-1. Appeared in season of the 4400. Hmm. That guy is not anybody I know, but probably again. David Paul Grove plays the hotel manager, currently guest starring on Once Upon a Time, playing Doc. You checked out yesterday. That a medical report? No. 
If he had something, I gotta know. Have that room cleaned up properly. Wash those sheets, you know? Yeah, wash those sheets. In the meantime, let me look at your register. The beautiful people. So why is it right into rock music? Well, it's kind of goth-like, isn't yeah, it? I, I wouldn't call that. Some people might call it industrial. He's trying to blend in. Uh, yeah, can't take me up. Putting prosthetics on over the prosthetics. Because, yeah, it's interesting because what they're, what, they're, what they're actually doing is they're pretending to put prosthetics on so we can take the actual prosthetics which make them look like a wraith off. Now, he does look like a goth there. And the only episode of Atlantis where I've seen... Oh, dear. That was the name. He's not even bothering to clean up the body, is he? No, he left one in the desert. But he's left one in his room. That's not is a... Ah. Uh, if you're going to do contemporary, they'll throw some stones in there. Yeah. Well, given what the race are, appropriate song. That's a tall guy. That is Chris, I'm assuming. That's uh, Neil Jackson. Is it? That's not our typical race. No, this is his only appearance. Are you familiar with the movie Push? I've seen it. Chris Evans, Telekinetic. Uh-huh. This guy was the other Telekinetic. Ivan Bartok is at the craps table. He's responsible for all the behind-the-scenes featurettes and most of everything you see on the DVDs and Blu-rays. There's Brad Wright at the blackjack table. Generally don't have dancing girls on the gaming tables, as I understand it. Uh, not to my recollection. Hello. They were fighting, she tried to break it up. You know, it was an action. That's a lot of very well-known people. Yeah. That guy was has appeared in pretty much every gangster-related TV show in existence. I expect these guys were some of the names in the opening credit roll that we didn't recognize. Yeah, but the people we recognise, I mean, if, if you've watched, I'd say almost all of them appeared in The Sopranos. The finger? Nah, it's too late to reattach it. Should be alright. I'm fairly certain that's either Martin Garrow or Robert C. Cooper. Okay, the guys around the poker table. Steve Schrapper and Frank Vincent, both from The Sopranos. Professional poker players, Roy Winston and Todd Brunson. Joel Goldsmith, the composer of the majority of the music from Stargate SG-1 as well as Atlantis and Universe, and Charlie Cohen, Senior Executive and Vice President of MGM, a big fan of Stargate. Mm. He's played a gangster. We've mixed a little Sopranos in. Yeah. Nice hand, huh? Got me again. It's almost like you could read minds, huh? Only yours. Look at this guy. He won't even look at me. You've been taking my money all night. You won't even look at me. Oh, oh leave it alone. He's a freaking wacko. Aren't you a little out of your league here? 
Oh dear. Yeah, this is not the kind of game that cops generally come in. No. Akali bears a certain resemblance to Mr. Lee. And we're fading the music back up. And I'd say that was an ad break. Yeah. The fingerless gloves. I'm sure, I mean, they well knew they were cancelled, I'd say, when they wrote this. There's one more episode out there. Yep. <laughs> but I think they just decided to have a little fun. Yeah. Going this far afield. I'm very surprised nobody requested this. I mean, I, I know, it's one of my personal favourites because I love alternate format. And it's weird because this is another difference. You mightn't be conscious of it until I draw attention to it, but when there isn't actual pop music playing, there's no incidental background music. Yeah, I had not noticed. Yeah, that it's just eerily silent. It's almost creepy. Oh, that's that, that's the point. Eerie and creepy, the words you just used. Why do I get the impression the white-haired guy is going to be called Paul or Polly? Polly or Georgie or Marty or Benny. Okay, I'm going to jump in here because we've got a bit of dead air. We're at the poker table. John is facing down the wraith. I'm not sure what variant of poker they're playing. I'm not really familiar with the game. But $22,000 to call. It's a big pot, that's for sure. <laughs> the two players are staring each other down. Other players actually giving their opinions. But ultimately it's John's decision. And he folds. This is not our John Shepard. And of course, you know, you didn't pay to see the cards. Wait, where you going? You can't leave now. Look at this guy. Hey! Whoa! That didn't even slow him down, did it? I suppose he'd been feeding nightly. What, six or seven victims are found. Eight, counting the guy in the motel room. And they definitely have fun playing with the music format. It's just, uh, yeah, are you thinking what I'm thinking, which is, okay, when are they going to leave this uh, our format thing and go back to what we... Because I honestly can't remember. I've only seen this episode the once. We've been looking at it before, and this could get confusing really quickly. It's been a while watching this pre-grip I'm back again. This was actually filmed at the Planet Hollywood Kitchens. As they said in the commentary, there are a number of kitchens specialising in different foods. This hallway wasn't the original one planned to film this sequence. The hotel had to reallocate some resources, and they kind of got stuck with this one at the last minute. But as they pointed out, they all look the same. Going to be a bigger drop. That's a bit of a drop to just casually do. Oh, yeah, ever so, so he's still gonna get up though. Once Joe's gonna take an interesting turn, yeah, he's still lying there. But by the time John gets down, he's already moving. Yeah, yeah, John's kind of surprised, but he's left. 
bodily fluid behind. He's already starting to heal, and he's off again. John's kind of going, what the? Oh, yeah. Expletive? Hmm. And those lights went out. That wasn't coincidental, was it? Uh, no. I don't know. I expected to see where he landed somebody taking blood samples. Hmm. Well, I'm assuming blood samples have been taken. They just didn't bother showing it. Because it's, it's not like they have, you know, standing props for that kind of thing. Just a, the CSI feeling of show. He's not even wearing gloves. You don't think that's contagious, do you? You said the guy next door checked out yesterday. I never saw him. He used a TV. Don't touch anything. Sure. Even when John's searching the room, he hasn't put the lights on. They've kept with the ambient lighting for more of a visual impact, I think. It certainly does look impressive. Hey! What is it? That's a lot of money. It's a crime scene, get lost. Yep, same guy. Ah, and here's the uh, black jeeps. Men in black. Well, men in black vehicles. I remember when Torchwood was running. There was supposed to be a secret organization, and they came along with jeeps in season three, emblazoned with Torchwood on one side. Did they explain that? Uh, really Following me? There's a satellite locator on your car. If you don't mind, we'd like you to come for a little drive. I have a choice. Yeah, get into my vehicle. And they've been driving for a while. Yeah. And yet they're still in the... Oh, they're probably in Nevada now. Yeah, if you're in... Well, not Nevada, they're in Arizona or maybe Colorado. Uh, New Mexico, even parts of West Texas. When you're in the Southwest, there's Utah, plenty of desert. I'm not FBI. Oh, you taught that. Oh, Rodney. Ah, Rodney. He won't sign it. And we should tell him anyway. We can't trust him. He might be able to help us. Let me at least try. Hmm. So we're going with alt timeline here? Timeline or bodies in... Jeans wired up. Yeah. Detective? I'm Dr. Rodney McKay. Alternate dimension? Hmm. Alternate Rodney. Uh, dear, this is an on this is an unmodified Rodney. There was, there was a there was an episode where an alternate Rodney came to Yeah. I realize you have no way of grasping what's going on here. There's really only one thing you need to understand. If you fail to cooperate, I have the power to ruin your life. Well, you don't realize how little I have to lose. Oh, oh dear. I've got the white hair black. <laughs> You've never been married. The only thing you own is a car. You have $2,363 in the bank and a $13,000 in debt, not counting off the books gambling losses to a guy named Mikey. Mikey. What else? 
You finally passed your detective exam after four years and two failed attempts, and now barely scrape by on quarterly performance reviews. Occasionally, you solve a case. Unfortunately, the charges don't always stick due to the means in which the evidence was collected. Uh, or fabricated. No one can stand working with you. Yeah. Am I getting this right? I also like spearmint gum. And Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> Have some. I was joking. No, you weren't. Oh, dear. I don't remember. Is that part of Shepard's backstory? That's not our Shepard. That's not the same backstory. No. Charged for disobeying orders and trying to rescue a field medic trapped behind enemy lines. You were shot down. Obviously survived, but unfortunately the crash killed four American soldiers along with eight civilians. You avoided jail time. The record was sealed for various political reasons. These things happen, right? Somehow you've managed to live with yourself since then. But I'm not sure other people would if they knew the truth. Uh, that seems to be your own definition of life. Yeah. That's too bad. Believe it or not, this location also doubled up as the hospital and the police station. Very versatile Area 51. You know, I once met another version of you. Oh! <laughs> so this is our original Rodney. Nothing is what you think it is. It really doesn't come as a surprise to me. Is he NID in this? Is there no SG-1? Are we, th are we thinking NID? I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. variation on the Starship program. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the NID one. Maybe Jack O'Neill was killed. I don't expect you'll believe me at first. I'm about to tell you some incredible things. Wormhole travel through a device called the Stargate. Ancient races of humans on other planets, other dimensions in space and time. Even infinite variations of our own known reality. Where alternate versions of you and I play out events in ways you can't possibly imagine space aliens fantastic facial expressions on both Rodney and John beautiful performances that's a battle with Wraith above Earth yeah that's a high ship high ship destroyed oh flashback mm -hmm. yeah A little bit of trivia on the Airstream trailer that they uh, housed the Wraith in. They bought two of them. One they actually put on the bridge set to film. The other one they cut up into bits and loaded with explosives. I do sound angry, but... Yes, I know that. ...under a mile of ice in Antarctica five years ago, and later moved here. It runs on a power source that extracts energy from vacuum space. Call it a ZPM. Well, ZPM. Sorry, I'm Canadian. <laughs> code, it allows you to control some pretty cool weaponry remotely with your mind. Yeah. This is a Stargate program of some kind. Yeah. Left on the average. Yeah. Are you by any chance referencing that episode of Doctor Who with Catherine Tate? No, I'm not. At least not intentionally. Fortunately, they're in another galaxy. And for now... I don't know where Earth is. I see. Do you know the one I mean? If I thought about it, I might figure it out. Matt? Uh, well, probably CG. Get a few dollars for that prefix battle. Yeah. 
Awesome, Adam. No, it didn't. That was new. Mike would be happy. As we did, each one can carry hundreds of these things. As it was, our 302s had quite a dogfight. Our own space-worthy fighters, developed from alien technology gathered from Stargate travel. And the guy dumping bodies in the desert? He's an alien. A wraith. Genetic hybrid between human beings and something called an erratus bug. Erratus? Didn't we call it the erratus bug? Is this a deliberate Alt Rodney pronunciation? Possibly. He did reference being Canadian and his pronunciation. Because it all sounds like science fiction to you. Not really a fan. He's, there's something about the way he carries him. He's not robbing you from our. Mm. At least one slipped through the net. My team and I usually operate out of Atlantis in the Pegasus Galaxy, but we were called back to Earth to deal with this situation because of our expertise with the Wraith. Now, the one that you've encountered has obviously been doing a fairly good job of blending in. Fairly good, yeah, because he looks like he's blending in. Now, look at the corridor in Area 51. This was actually filmed on the standing SGC set. They painted the walls, put in some new light fixtures, and hey presto, a brand new base. Normally, they look like that. Is that Todd? That's got to be Todd. Oh, Todd the Ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Chris. <laughs> that's a versatile guy. Mm. Oh, dear. Todd was always entertaining. What are they doing? They feed on humans. That's just what they are. We're just cattle to them. Mission upon. Busy, busy, lots to do here and there. Yeah. This one fancies himself a bit of a poet. Uh-uh. Not good. Dry as a desert outside, no place to go. He's also delirious from starvation. Eat up. Get stronger. Think and hope. Think and hope. Don't look now! Oh, keep dreaming. There must be some other reason for your existence. Did you get anything from him? Nothing. Believe me, we tried. Everything. Defiance tastes like life itself. Yeah. No river. No water. Dry as a desert. Darkness all around. The harvest moon is rising. Wraith are never ending. I know the future. Come inside. I'll show you your destiny, Dawn Shepherd. They can get in your head. This uh, this is definitely evil, Rodney. Oh, <laughs> dark Rodney. Yeah, not quite um, Trastenburg, but more so for sure. Yes. My decision. Personally, I think people choose to live in their own happy little delusions. They don't really want to know the truth. Jennifer? Rodney? Is he in a relationship with Jennifer? That would be my guess based on that. Other victims have radioactive residue on it. They all did. Once we got wind of it and our suspicions were confirmed, the whole thing was ultimately going to be covered up. <laughs> but you tracked down the target before that could happen. Oops. Now, in serial cases, you're supposed to look for any victims who got away. Does still have traits that make him John Shepard. He was most likely exposed because he was in the room next door to the Wraith. Mm -hmm. We didn't think to look for bystanders that could have been accidentally exposed due to proximity. 
To the alien? No, no. However, we do believe that the radioactive material in this case is being transferred from the target to the victims. But the source, well, it's being shielded from our scanning capabilities. Ooh. How did that happen? Look, we know that the wraith don't need to feed as often as the target does. I mean, they feed for pleasure, but not in this case. Not if it means leaving a trail behind. Some other reason? If they're sick or injured, they can regenerate, but it requires energy. We believe that the target is unavoidably exposing himself to high doses of radiation and is having to eat to counteract the effects. What's the source? Is that well? He's building a device. Yeah, uh, a device. It's always a device. Yes, an unspecified device. Of dark design. Good intent. Evil intent. The Wraith are smart. It didn't take them long to learn the ins and outs of the way things work around here. Mm. We have reason to believe that he's already acquired some of the necessary materials, but he needs more. He also needs untraceable currency, or we would have found him by now. So he makes money playing poker. There's got to be a better way than that. Well, I guess he could rob a bank, but it's risky and it draws a lot of attention. Why? He can get in someone's head. He would do very uh, maybe he's braggy. The following is a worst case scenario. Should the device be detonated? Excuse me. Now, based on the material that we see, right has already gone into the core. There's a very strong likelihood. It's not a bomb. Oh, that's a weird looking radic. He's neat. He's got decent hair. He's clean shaven. He's. This is just. This is not. The, this is wrong. This is not our target. Yeah. Would not need that much kind of power to activate the rate communicator. He does if he wants to send a message to Pegasus and be rescued in his lifetime. Well, that would require a massive boost. Yes, it would require more energy than he has now. Not even a ZPN. I know. That kind of burst is uncontrollable. Look, I never said it wasn't dangerous. It could open up any number of anomalies. Hmm? Like the interdimensional rift? Okay, will you stop bringing that up? Why do you have to constantly remind me, especially in front of other people? You are such a child. And yet, I am still smarter than you. Their relationship hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> there are some consistencies. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was nasty. Yeah, but from what I recall, very typical for them. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your cooperation, detective. If you think of anything else, call me at this number. We don't seem to know anyone else, though. If he's not finished yet, why do you stop hiding bodies? I don't know. Overconfidence that he can't be caught? Nah. He's almost done. He left money behind. How much? A few thousand? Not enough to worry about, I guess. A few thousand? <laughs> Just enough for John to clear his debts, huh? Yeah. You know who this Rodney reminds me of? Ooh. Remember Alt Evil Daniel? Vaguely. The one where he basically uh, took over the planet? Oh, yes. Built defense satellites. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. evil Daniel. Yes, that evil Daniel. Not the need evil Daniel. The need rates up there with Orgo in terms of my worst episode and in fact i think i voted it worst episode for sg1s if you want to dig out our sg1 summary episode we did do one yeah. there were 10 questions posted and people uh, gave their responses things just don't always go the way we plan that's it you're just gonna let me go we know where to find you yep this is the old yeah <laughs> Remember when I told you I once met another version of you? Yeah. I know you'll probably think this sounds ridiculous, but uh, a little while ago we accidentally opened a rift in space-time. Went through to an alternate version of reality. 
It's very similar to ours in many ways. I met a team, much like the one I work with, only you were the leader. You were a hero. Saved the world several times over. Doesn't sound much like me. I don't think there's much difference between you and that other John Shepard I met. It's amazing how one incident can entirely alter the course of your life. Still, I like to believe you have the same strength of character. That's why I told you the truth. What do you want me to say? For now, nothing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You're probably drinking a lot more. Is that guy old enough to have a driving license? I'm with the government. Hmm. The whole truth and nothing but the truth? Taking shortcuts. You know, as John Jefferson and Lanterns, he does take shortcuts as well. Given the potential range of damage, an explosive How device... How many times this do I have to tell you it is not a bomb? You know, you have been wrong before, not nearly as often as you. We still have dead list. <laughs> Walter! See, I knew I'd seen Gary Jones' name. Yeah. ...ability to compromise the safety and security of this planet. So far, despite all the brain power and technology at our disposal, some nobody detective has come closer than anyone else. Yeah. Because even in the setting, we get what he does. Yeah. Indeed, but I just want an excuse to have Ronan pop up. Alright. I think Doctor, I am not going to accept that all we can do is hope the Wraith makes another mistake and reveals himself. Find him now. Before he unleashes whatever he has planned. Oh, there we go. What the ah, Johnny Cash. Keep expecting his lieutenant or his supervisor here to be somebody. Ah. He's just taking the cat poster. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And of course, he gives them an excuse to actually play some. Like it. We see the gun and badge on the table, and John Shepard walks away with the only thing that's important to him the Johnny Cash poster. You didn't recognize the song title, obviously. A girl I used to fancy was into Johnny Cash, so I made a point of listening to him so I could, we could have conversations about him. Okay. Research. Research covers a lot of things. Till the time that I found her. Mm, nothing came of it. And loving him. He went about Johnny Cash. He's got the money. Love me strong. That's what I thought. Me and a few more observations. Uh, the Camaro, they bought three of these cars. One they can drive, one they could put on a towing truck, and another that they could blow up. Basically, they went for the Camaros because <laughs> it's what they could afford. Still, pretty good looking car. Not unique, certainly uh, nothing too special about it, but it kind of suits John's character. He hasn't got a lot of money, and this has got a little bit of power, a bit of performance. Outside. No place to go. How was that? Sorry, I had a window open which generated noise. I was generating noise at a rather high volume. Wraith hmm. are never ending. I know the future. But that would require a massive boost. Yes, he needs more power than he has. I'll show you your destiny. He's determined. Well, if nothing else, you've got to admit that this is a very different type of montage for Stargate. Mixing in the thoughts and insights of the main character, a little bit of detective work, and you put the pieces together. 
excellently done. Recalibrating the scanners to look for similar isotopes at maximum sensitivity just shows us huge patches of radioactive desert. From 40-year-old nuclear testing. Now we're talking hundreds of square miles. It's like a needle in a haystack. Or he could have abandoned whatever resources he had and just gone into hiding. Oh, yes, he probably got a job as a Klingon at Star Trek The Experience. That shut down. Really? Damn, I wanted to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems unlikely. Ah, Harriman. Yeah, he didn't have a star name for four seasons. Sergeant or? Walter. Just Walter. Oh, okay. The trailer from the motel. It's one of those old silver bullets. It's just a hunch. He said he needed more power, so I drove along some of the more remote power lines into the city. It's got some nice laptops there. Yeah. It's gonna tap into the grid. Oh dear. We should have John Shepard's coordinates. Well, this kind of reminds me of some sort of a '60s hippie love wagon. Very psychedelic. Who knew the wraith were groovy, man? Listen to me. I know what I said, but do not engage. Do you hear me? No service. Oh, crap. Wraith laptops? Um. That's an A140 tank. That's an A10 tank killer, isn't it? ETA to target. Three minutes. That's an A140 tank. That's an A10 tank killer, isn't it? Yeah, those are tanks. Yeah. Although, in air to air, if you don't take them out the force missile, you're dead because they can turn a lot faster than you can. Primarily ground attack. I realize that, but on the air to air basis, by the time, if you hit it, if you miss it the first time, by the time you get to a position to shoot again, it's already behind you and killing you. Mm-hmm. Ugly. It's the equivalent of a fate multiplier. I don't think calling it the Warhawk was an accident. Oh, that's a shotgun. He's never right stunner then. Might be Flutnik. That's a 9mm. Beretta, I think. It's a pistol. The Wraith had. No, the Wraith had a shotgun. This does not seem like good approach. Yeah, this won't end well. No. You don't want to be able to see it. And your gun shouldn't be fine. All that's missing is a harmonica playing in the background. Classic spaghetti western. Oh. Not totally unexpected. Oh, he's got an assault rifle. He's hurt John's car. John's upset. Oh, he's kind of run down. Well, given the bag of money he's got in the back. You can afford to get it repaired. Probably afford That's right, you against the machine, isn't it? I'm not sure. Two more bullets. That's... Yeah. That's a wraith. Not more than one pistol. That's gonna leave a mark. There's always his jacket. Oh well. He's really getting into the goth roll, isn't he? Yeah. Well, it's always nice to see the Wraith using uh, various weaponry. Kicked off with the uh, Heckler & Koch MP5A3 submachine gun, and then switched to the Chinese-made QBZ-97B. Poor old John never really stood a chance, did he? Time for a light snack. 
Has he got an RPG in there? No, he's got a Oh dear. Oh, that's not good. Um, we have widespread power outages being reported across the state. Deadless is transmitting new sensor data. Got it. Massive subspace event. Ten times the power of an active Stargate. I'm getting stronger. The scope increases the longer it stays active. What is it? It's a transmission. Coded in Wraith. I'm working on it. The target has been acquired, sir. Take it out. Engage. Ground attack. Uh, it's big. Oh. Um, isn't that a bullet roughly the size of a half-litre uh, bottle of soda? They are pretty big. They uranium, very fast, very dense. Uh-uh. We have a direct hit. Target has been neutralized. Transmission has ceased. Yeah. You contain the location of Earth. Uh-oh. Is there a chance it reached Pegasus? No. But I may have seen this energy signature before. I know. It looks like the device tore a small hole in the space-time continuum. Do you think that was intended? No, couldn't be. Most of the energy meant to carry the Wraith transmission went through the rift. To where? Well, there's no way to know for sure. Other realities. I'm sorry, but I only care about us right now. If John Shepard hadn't found that Wraith when he did, that transmission definitely would have made it through to Pegasus. He saved our asses. Yes. But that transmission would have been stronger in any other reality exposed to the rift. We could be in a lot of trouble right now. Probably the understatement of the episode, if not the season. So, the radio still works? The internet must have been in power at last And there's the third Camaro that they placed near the uh, trailer which they blew up. Not quite as badly damaged as I expected. Hey, what's he trying to get away from? Well, that's the Wraith, is like the Terminator. The implication here is that he's, yeah, that's a whole, he's not gonna, that's not a survival event. I guess it's one way that you can kill a primary character without actually doing so. Close off your old Yeah. Killing a primary character. A solitary man. A solitary man. A solitary man. And that was Vegas, the penultimate episode of Stargate Atlantis, especially since the movies never happened. Closing thoughts, Matt? Um, I'm trying to put it back into the context of what I remember about Atlantis. A nice divergence from their from the regular story gives everybody a chance to do something a little different and keeps us the fans guessing for a little bit and also let them tap into the the major television popular television shows of the time go a little go a little mainstream I guess while still keeping to their science fiction roots and also sets up the final episode. I have no memory of it all right now, which is probably for the best. Tell you after we sign okay. off. I'm going to find a way to, to rewatch the series. This was a lot of fun. Um, I believe it's on American Netflix. I don't get American Netflix. I'll explain to you after. <laughs> Let's just do the sign-off. All right. Uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening to... It still boggles me when I think about it. We've been doing this for a long time. I mean, 309 episodes. Never thought we'd get this far when I started this thing about eight years ago. You guys have had a lot of endurance. The three-year gap. This is, again, much gratitude because God knows he's going to be editing this as well. Uh, so, gratitude to Mike. 
for the time, the dedication, and the fact that, and we need to acknowledge this, every single day he has found somebody that was cast or through whose birthday it was. Wow. And posts on Google Plus and Twitter and Facebook a picture and a mini biography, mini filmography, what they've worked in, what other shows they've been in. You're a dedicated man, Mike. Yeah, indeed. On that note, we will see you next week. For he said swiftly, pulling it up. Series 5, episode 20, Enemy at the Gate. On the next Stargate Atlantis, a super-powerful wraith hive finds its way to Earth. I'm reading a massive energy buildup. And only Atlantis herself can prevent sure annihilation. Take the fight to them. What do you want to do? You are cleared to engage. This hive will be unstoppable. (laughs) Shields are about to collapse. On the next Stargate Atlantis. And clearly events in this episode have fed into that one. That would be very exciting. I can slip in. Thanks, Alan, for inviting me into this. And thanks, Mike, for letting me participate as well. This was a lot of fun today. Do you have or do you? Is there a website or a podcast or something you'd like to promote? I don't have anything particular that I'm promoting where I am right now. Even a Twitter handle that you want to give people? Um, in case they want to follow you? If anybody wants to look me up on Google+, Plus, my ID there is the Mad Elf. T-H-E-M-A-D-E-L-F. All one word. Tango Hotel Echo, Mother Alpha Delta, Echo, Lima, Foxtrot. That'll work. It helps, I find, since I do mostly telephone support. Ah, very true. When I'm not building PCs, it helps to be able to sound these things out. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Right then, to everyone that is still listening to the podcast, a big thank you. And apologies once again for the sound quality. Not quite sure what happened as the audio before and after the episode discussion proper was okay but audacity and the pc seem to have issues with matthew's voice and his own audio output we'll sort it out next time if by no other method than myself recording all the audio tracks as i normally would have done if i had been on the show as it is i hope you enjoyed vegas one of my personal favorite episodes of stargate atlantis perhaps because it is so very different and made with such a stylistic approach, both in terms of cinematography and soundtrack. We also want to thank Matthew for joining Alan to cover Vegas. He will be back again during our Stargate Universe adventure, which isn't that far away now. We would love to hear your thoughts on our show, and Stargate of course, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also carried on Facebook and Google+. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio as well. All the links are on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed. That feed carries every episode we've released so far and can be manually added to a podcatcher. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Right, on that note, you've been Matt, I've been Alan. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Yeah.